0: Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about joy, peace, and happiness. So stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is January 4th, 2021. I don't know about you, but I'm surprised to be here, and I'm glad that 2020 is over. I pray that this year will be a whole lot better than last year for everyone. Now, today we're going to talk about joy, peace, and happiness, but I also have a special guest with me today. My mother, Dana Pruitt, is here. Um, She is visiting along with my father. I know I'd mentioned, I think, in a previous podcast how she'd been trying to come out, and it just wasn't happening. She tried in April for my son's uh, high school graduation and COVID obviously happened. And then she tried for my birthday in August and that wasn't happening. And then she tried Thanksgiving and that also was not an option. So everything works out in God's perfect timing. And not only did I get my mother for this visit, I also got my father, which has been a very big blessing for our family because he is a jack of all trades and he has been fixing everything and anything We can tell him needs to be fixed and it has been fantastic for us. He has been hard at work feeling especially needed by our family and my mother who needed a vacation has been doing as little as possible because that's the way we want her vacation to go so she can be rest, relaxed, refreshed and ready to watch and take care of our nephew who is five years old when she gets back. So welcome to the podcast mom. Is there anything you'd like to say
1: before we get started? No, I'm happy to be here. It's been a great time and I'm, I've am i been blessed uh, abundantly by my daughter and her family. All right. Well, when I think of joy, I think of my mother.
0: Not only because part of her email has that word in it, but also because growing up, you know, the different difficulties, which I've talked about before with my father, um, you know, he spe- he spoke a lot of death over me growing up, but my mother always tried to be positive. Now, is she always joyful? No, she is only practically perfect in every way. (laughs) And so she cannot always be joyful, even even if she wants to be. However, um, she taught me something and and would say it repeatedly growing up. And it was something that took me probably until my 20s to finally get it through my thick skull, which was I would get upset or angry about the situation going on in my life. And mom would always say, Erica, you have a choice. You choose how you're going to react to other people. You can't control them. You can't make them change the way they're acting. Only you can change yourself. And for me, that tied in a lot with the whole joy aspect because a lot of times I would simply be angry and lash out. So finally got it through my thick skull, in my 20s. And I'm thankful that my mother constantly tell me that. But also, I wanted to talk about happiness as well because I think in the world that we live in now, happiness is not the same as being joyful. Now I did look up in my handy dandy dictionary what the definition of happy is. And it says delighted, pleased, or glad as over a particular thing. Now you notice over a particular thing. So we're talking about material, material items, or characterized by or indicative of pleasure. So all these things are what things that you'd be happy about in the Physical and the natural. Um, and I talked to my friend who lives in Israel and is actually teaching my husband Hebrew, um, not only modern Hebrew, but biblical Hebrew. And I asked her, uh, shout out to Shamir, um, I said, hey, is there a word for happy in Hebrew? And she said, well, in biblical Hebrew, no, there isn't. There is Samaic and Simcha, which mean rejoicing. And joy, but there is no word for happy as it is used today. Now, in modern Hebrew, I'm sure that there is some word that they use for happy, but you know, there's no, you know, you can say, Oh, I'm happy I got a Cadillac, but that has nothing to do with God. You know, he might have supplied you with the means to be able to get the Cadillac because you needed a car, but um, it doesn't have anything to do with God. And I think a lot of times we make the mistake as believers or even non-believers, where we say, Oh you know, I just want to be happy. You know, if I'm not happy in my life, something needs to change. I need to get rid of the person I'm with or what I'm doing. And um, as believers, we say, oh, well, God wants me to be happy. Now I have done a study in the Bible and there's nowhere in the Bible that says that God has ever said that he wants us to be happy. It's not a thing. Now they talk about the joy of the Lord being your strength and Always when they mention joy, it's almost always coincided with God giving you joy. It's never you giving happiness to yourself. I know with um, addicts or even normal people, a lot of times, you know, we want to be happy. And what we're really saying is we want my we want our endorphin levels to be raised is basically what it is. And unfortunately, happiness is temporary, Mm -hmm. But living in the joy of the Lord isn't. Mm -hmm. You can choose to live in the joy of the Lord no matter what your situation or circumstances are. And those are given to us. You know, the joy is
1: given to us by God. Did you have something you wanted to say? Well, I wanted to say that this occurred to me last night. Um, When we are going through trials and tribulations, that the joy of the Lord is there. But we don't see it. And we don't receive it or accept it. But when we do look on our situation with joy, knowing that God is getting us through it, that he will continue to be with us through it, and that when it's through, we will be prepared for the next situation that comes up. But we will know that joy is our response to any situation not happiness because we are not happy but we can be joyful knowing that God is working and doing a work.
0: And I would also say another way uh to help us get to where we need in feeling joyful in the Lord. One obviously is reading God's word. Definitely. But what is the other thing that you would always say, you know, if you're if you're down what should you be doing? Singing. Praising Singing, God. Praising God, mm-hmm. that's right. Praising, worshiping God. Yes, folks, this is what I grew up with. Um <laughs> I was not allowed to to mope. Um, actually I was allowed to mope, but, uh, typically it was like, you need to praise God right now. And, um, you know, growing up, I didn't necessarily really understand what that meant, but I think I also think back to, um, in our church, we had a dance team and our dance leader, uh, Karen Chiro, Karen Mayor now, Mm -hmm. um, would always say, you know, she was dealing with a bunch of teenagers on her dance team who, you know, teenagers just sometimes we just have a bad attitude just because no reason, you know, no just, just because we're just a teenager and just life is so hard. But um, she would basically, you know, there were times where we didn't really feel like dancing mm-hmm. or we didn't feel like being, you know, she'd be like, you know, you need to look happy. Don't look like you're <laughs> depressed while you're dancing. And you're like, well, we don't feel like, well, you know, you need the joy of the Lord. So she would just basically work with us to maybe even just put ourselves in that situation. Cause I know that it's really hard. It's, you know, and I'm thinking back to when I was a teenager, you got your hormones raising and you don't feel like you really have control of your emotions. And it's really hard, especially during that time in your life to get your emotions under control and choose to feel differently than you actually feel. And I think when she would have us press in, press on, and she would just have us dance. And once we would be dancing with the music on, just praising God, by the end of it, we would have the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we would push through exactly. how we are feeling. You have yeah. to push through how you're feeling and get to that presence. And I think, you know, even for my kids are trying to teach them that as well, you know, and, and people are always like, you know, you look so happy when you're dancing. I'm like, well, years of practice, but also I'm choosing to be in the joy of the Lord. You know, we're up here dancing because mm-hmm. we dance at our synagogue and, you know, we're up here dancing for the Lord you know, and we're doing it in joy and we're doing it together, you know, and, and uh, I think that that's really important uh, to remember that, yeah, of, of course, you know, life is not always great. We all know that it's, we, we all survived 2020, those of us who did. And we know that, you know, without the joy of the Lord, it's a whole lot harder to live. And I think that that's really important to know. I, I wrote in my notes, joy equals peace and peace equals contentment. Mm -hmm. um the reason I wrote that is every single year God gives me a word um and typically you know I'll be praying about like all right God what's the what's the word for the year at first I first heard I think it was Heidi St. John talking about that the first time because she does the same thing and I thought that's the dumbest thing I ever heard like you're just gonna ask God for one word for the whole year and but he's like all right you know what I'm gonna try it and every time I've tried it it has come to pass like this is the word that I need to focus on well last year I got the word in December. So this is before the whole COVID thing really broke out. We knew anything about it. And the word I got was perseverance. And quite frankly, I had quite a few conversations with God about how I did not want to write this on my calendar because I write it on my little calendar and I keep it there um, all year long. I'm like, you know, God, I don't really want to persevere. What are you? What, what's going to happen this year that I'm going to need to persevere? And so I even told, you know, my husband, when I was writing up here. I was like, I'm a little scared to write this up here. It's like, yeah, but if that's the word that you have, then that's the one we need to you know focus on and come, you know, come to find out that that was the perfect year for our, our past 2020. And I think not only for us, but for other people as well. Perfect for it, yeah. Um, so I've obviously been praying for this, this year now. And, uh, the word I got was contentment. And I think that you know, for our my family at least, we need to learn to be content with what we have, what we've been given, and that obviously coincides with having peace and having the joy of the Lord. It's not just one word. You know, one word connects to a lot of other words, and I think it's good to remember that. But anyways, so I wanted to focus on um, what exactly, um, at least one area of the Bible that they do discuss joy. And so I think I looked up the word happy. And I think the first thing that popped up was in the book of Nehemiah. Now, those of you church going people, you'll say Nehemiah. Those of you who are maybe more Hebrew minded will say Nehemiah. I will probably say both during this podcast, but I mean the same guy. Um, Giving you a little backstory on Nehemiah. He was a Jew who originally um, lived in exile in the Persian Empire. He was the cupbearer for King Artaxerxes I. So he was actually in pretty high position for a person um, in the Persian Empire, for someone who wasn't even Persian. Um, he learned someone told him he learned of the terrible condition that Jerusalem was in. You know, Jerusalem had been ransacked a bunch of times, it had no walls. Therefore, it couldn't actually protect itself because there were no walls. So he prayed that God would give him favor with the king that he was serving um, to enable him to be permitted to move to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls. And not only did he have enough favor from the king to go to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls, but the king also provided letters of approval, protection, and funding for the project. Now, I mean, I to me that's amazing in and of itself because he's basically funding and allowing Nehemiah to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild walls that he may or may not be able to penetrate later on. Like there may become a time later on where the king may need to attack attack it or lay it under siege or anything. So the fact that he got that kind of approval from the King, I think is amazing. Um, now a lot of what I just, I just said was from my tree of life version Bible. One of the things I love, and it's in a lot of Bibles where they will give you an introduction to the books that you're reading. Um, I particularly really enjoy the ones in the tree of life version because they give you kind of a Hebrew perspective as well. Um, and maybe teach you something that I may not have learned in Sunday school. Um, but one of the, my favorite things that they say about Nehemiah in the tree of life version is that he was Nehemiah demonstrated out, outstanding servant leadership. And I think that that's really important because obviously Nehemiah was not perfect. But I think it coincides he he was obedient. He had this conviction that he needed to go back to Jerusalem and build the walls of Jerusalem and bring the people back to God. Because not only did he build the walls, but he also brought the Torah back to the people who were still living in Jerusalem who had forgotten the ways, and they probably were worshiping pagan idols and everything else from the countries around them. And so I'm sure that they were not pleasing God and doing what they were supposed to do. And that does actually coincide with what um, I'm talking about today, because I'm going to read you a little bit of uh, Nehemiah 8. I've already kind of given you a synopsis of the first seven chapters um, with what I said. Um, Did you want to say something before I read this? No. no. Okay. ahead okay um okay so in nehemiah 8 um bear with me there are some names in here i'm probably butchering but i will try my best then all the people were brought as a single body into the plaza that was before the water gate they said to ezra the scribe bring out the torah scroll of moses that adonai had commanded israel ezra the cohen which also means priest brought the Torah before the assembly, which included men and women and all who could understand what they heard. This happened on the first day of the seventh month. So he read from it before the plaza in front of the water gate from first light until midday in the presence of the men and women and others who could understand. And all the people listened attentively to the scroll of the Torah. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform constructed for this purpose. Standing near him at his right hand were Mattitiah, Shema, Ananiah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Mese'iah. And at his left hand were Pedaiah, Mishael, Machijah, Hashum, Hashbanah, Hashbanah, and Zechariah, and Meshulam. Ezra opened the scroll in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. When he opened it, all the people stood up. Ezra blessed Adonai, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, as they lifted up their hands. Then they bowed down and worshipped Adonai with their faces to the ground. The Levites, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodiah, Maasaiah, Kalita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, and Pala'iah instructed the people in the Torah while the people were standing in their place. They read from the Torah scroll of God, distinctly explaining it and giving insight. Thus they understood what was read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the Cohen scribe, and the Levites who were teaching the people said to all the people, Today is kadosh, or holy, to Adonai your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping when they heard the words of the Torah. So he said to them, Go, eat choice food, drink sweet drinks, and send portions to those who have nothing ready. Mm -hmm. For today is kadosh, or holy, to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of Adonai is your strength. Mm -hmm. Then the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Hush, for today is kadosh, or holy. Do not grieve. So all the people departed to eat and drink, to send portions, and to celebrate with great joy because they came to understand the words that were explained to them. Now, some of you might be like, why in the world did you read all that? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One is these people did not know the Torah. So when they had Ezra, the the priest scribe, come up and read it, they were amazed, but they were also grieved. And they were probably a little bit depressed and fearful that they had done what was sinful in the sight of the Lord. They had no idea that they were doing all these things that Adonai and I told them. Do not do these things because I want I want the best for you. And if you do what I command you to do, your life will be good and you will be joyful. Mm-hmm. And because they they didn't, they were so grievous. Uh, Nehemiah, you know, and the Levites all said, "Don't grieve right now. Go eat some food, drink sweet drinks, send portions to those who have nothing. For today is holy to the Lord." For the joy of Adonai is your strength. Mm-hmm. Take joy in the fact that now you've heard the word of God and you can take joy in the fact that you can now change your life and do what God has commanded you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we actually, we actually sing the song on a uh, Saturday at, at uh, my synagogue. Um, we had it and it, it was funny. It was almost like confirmation because I was planning on talking about this well in advance of us going to synagogue on Saturday. And um, our rabbi,
1: what did he say? He said, he asked who had joy. Yeah. And then he said, now who would co- come up and sing a couple of verses just showing the joy that you have because of God.
0: And at that time I had actually gone to the bathroom and I came out and I, I heard someone singing and I got closer and I said, that sounds like my mother, which is so weird because, you know, she's just visiting. And evidently she was the first one to get up there and, and sing a song of joy into the Lord. And, uh, we spent what was it about an hour, about just an hour, yeah, different people coming up and singing songs that the Lord had given them or just gave them joy. And um, it was really a good time. Um, I felt the spirit there. And, you know, the there were a couple songs that came to mind, but one of the songs, I think the song we did end up singing together, which is. The joy of the Lord is your strength, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Eat the fat and drink the sweets and portions to them who are weak. The joy of the Lord is your strength. This day is holy to the Lord. So don't be grieved, but shout for joy. And I think yeah, that ahead. was pretty cool um, because it, it literally <laughs> was exactly what I was talking about. And it, it's coming right out of the scriptures of Nehemia, um, which I thought was amazing because um, that to me is is confirmation like this is what God wants me to be talking about this week. But I think that it's, it's so important for us to remember that joy in our lives, uh, in our life, in our situations, everything, this all comes from God. Everything that we have comes from God. But happiness is something that I think is a man-made almost construct, at least in this day and age, where we feel like if I don't feel happy, so it's a feeling, then something must be wrong in my life. But that's, that's not the way it is. You know, um, you aren't going to grow unless you have trials and tribulations as a human being or as a believer. If you don't have um, difficulties in your life, then you're going to not grow. And that's really not going to make you a happy
1: person either. Is there something you wanted to read mother? Well, I want to read from James okay. one. And cause this goes with two things that you've said today, but first of all, it says my brethren, count it all joy mm-hmm. when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, but let perseverance have its perfect work in you that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. And does that not mean that you are content?
0: Yes. That's exactly what it means. And I think it's very difficult for us in this day and age to be content. Um, We have so many distractions Mm -hmm. and so, and so many things, you know, and, and I I know at least as Americans, we want instant gratification for everything. And if we have to work hard for something, a lot of times we just don't want to do it. And so we become lazy and we become complacent, which is not at all like contentment. We become complacent where we are and we don't grow. That's right. And we don't do what God has called us to do because God doesn't want us to be complacent. He wants us to go forth and spread the gospel first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And in doing so, you also find joy. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I love um, the rabbi's wife, Karen. Um, God bless her. She is the most outspoken evangelist I have ever met. When she goes to a restaurant, she does not leave without witnessing to that waitress and telling her to come to Beth Simca, giving her her number And asking her, hey, what church do you go to? You know, I don't know many believers. I myself do not ask my waitresses, hey, what church do you go to? You know, um, especially with the whole COVID thing, um, it's a lot more difficult. We're a lot more afraid to become personal with other people, especially people we don't know personally, because we don't know how they're going to react. We don't know what their stance is on certain things politically, spiritually, racially, culturally. It doesn't matter. Um, and I think that it's time for us to stop living in fear and to put on the full armor of God and to choose to let the joy of the Lord strengthen us, not to do things in our own strength, because when we do things in our own strength, eventually we will fail. We will burn ourselves out. We need to do things in the joy of the Lord. And with doing that, we will have the peace and we will have the contentment
1: in our lives. Well, the other thing too, is that if you're choosing to do what God has called you to do, mm-hmm. he is going to be your strength yes. and he is going to u- use you in the way. So many times I'm like this, I think, well, I don't can't talk to that person because I don't know what, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. and I don't, well, and I don't, but you know, the word of God says that he told Peter and all of the disciples, don't you worry about what, when you come up in front of those those seducees and the Pharisees, Pharisees that know everything about my word. Don't you worry because I've got the word to give you. Mm-hmm. It'll come out because the Holy Spirit's in you. Right. So therefore you have what he's, you are equipped. Mm-hmm. Now we get better equipped by reading his word and bringing forth that when we're speaking, but he will give you what you need and what that person needs to hear.
0: Right. He'll give you the words to say. Yep. And, um, you know, and a lot of times I think we make the mistake, even when it comes to praying as Christians, we think it needs to be some sort of long, drawn out thing. And it's like, Holy Spirit, just work through me. It can be something so simple. Mm -hmm. It could just be a few words that this one person needs to hear Mm -hmm. because you don't know what the person next to you is dealing with or what situation they're going through. And just see one person say, hey, I'm here for you. You know, God loves you whatever it is that the Holy Spirit is laying in your heart, I think is really important for us as believers to remember. Like it doesn't have to be some whole long spiel. Um, You know, you could just be planting a seed. Um, You know, witnessing does not have to mean you're doing the salvation prayer with them, which is a whole nother podcast about the salvation prayer, but um, you know, it could just be showing the love of Christ. Yes. The love of Yeshua in your words, thoughts and needs. It's, it's really that simple. And I think, in this day and age, especially in America, or I'm sure in other places as well, with everything that's going on with COVID, uh, a lot of that is lacking. Um, a lot of that um, compassion and grace and mercy, but also tough love, I think, is also um, lacking. And I think that we need to stand up as the body of, of believers and say, "No more." You know, this is this is what needs to be done. We need to show the love of Christ, and we need to do it in in the way that Yeshua told us to do it, not in the way that the world is telling us to do it. So I think that it's really important um, as a believer to have the joy of the Lord. Yes, Um, definitely. Because if you are trying to do life in your own strength, you will burn out eventually. Definitely. And um, I think that's a really great reminder for myself and for my husband as well. This past weekend, we were set in as elders of our congregation, which I still find hilarious. Um, or hilarious, however you want to say it, um, because we're the youngest leaders of the church. But um, because we are going to be taking over for the rabbi in uh, a few months, uh, he wanted to put us in that uh, a higher place, elevation, I guess, of leadership um, honoring us. But in doing so, you know, you read, what is it, Second Timothy or the First Timothy, where he read basically the
1: yeah, he did. He read the position of what the elders are of to what do. the elders
0: are required to do, how they're to live their lives, and it, it you know it's it's true for rabbis or for elders or leaders. You know, there's a lot more responsibility in there, and if you're going to try and take on the responsibility with your own strength, you will fail. Right. And so it's a great reminder, um, whether or not you're a leader in your congregation, synagogue, church, whatever, but you need to take a stand, choose to be joyful, and let God lead you, let the Holy Spirit lead you in what he has called you to do and to strengthen you with his strength so that you are able to continue the good works that he has called you to do. That's right. That's
1: right. Yeah, no, that is absolutely right. And it, and it comes down to what you started with. It's our choices. We have to make that choice Mm -hmm. that we are going to follow after God. We are going to be joyful in tough times Mm -hmm. and to share his love as we are able.
0: amen Amen. and with that being said we're going to go ahead and and close out this podcast i'm very much happy to have had my mother here on the podcast my first guest on my podcast i hope that this gave you some hope and maybe some healing in your life and also um hopefully you got a few laughs out of the way you know maybe laughing at us as a cappella singing (laughs) But um, I just want to once again leave you, as I do every single week, with the ironic blessing. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. Bashem Yeshua, Sashalom Shalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. May you go out, be blessed, and have a great week. I'll see you all here again next week. Amen. Amen.